I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin with Kane's mask on pretending I'm Kane I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin oh my god no Jesus Christ oh yeah and and Vince is yelling at me god damn it do it harder make more noise and stuff it's gotta be over the top I really did I screwed your brains out As we're rolling, uh, they're bringing in a, a backboard for Edge uh, after the greatest wrestling match ever. It was, it was top of the list, buddy. Fuck you, Steamboat Flair. Fuck you, Terry Funk and Flair. Fuck you, Macho Man. Keep going. <laughs> Fuck you, Thez and anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, yep. all, all you guys sucked a bag of ass. That stupid uh, When Worlds Collide match with uh, Elio DeSanto and uh, Eddie Guerrero. Nah, it sucked ass. It was terrible. This was the best wrestling match of all time because 758 false finishes make a great wrestling match. That That is what makes a great wrestling match in my book. I'm telling you, man. Brian that, Williams. Sh- <laughs> That's what it's all about. The more false finishes in a match the better you are <laughs> that was i'm telling you man it's like i told you during it was just borderline shark jumping there why did they bring him back for it and he looks like he's okay i i, I don't I understand guess he, he didn't want to be carted out on his you know no finale i'm, gonna do it. I'm not gonna let my children see this well probably your kids being up at this hour isn't a good idea anyway sir even though i understand it can be seen on demand tomorrow but maybe you want to change that <laughs> password for the network for the the little children yeah uh, Randy Orton staring him down. So Randy Orton is your big winner at Backlash. Or as I call it, Backtrash. I made back it up myself. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not the match they're going to be talking about. The match they're going to be talking about was not a match at all. <laughs> Yo, what, what, I still haven't figured out what that is. <laughs> was an acid trip. God. I always felt like, and I don't want to insult anybody's religion, which means I'm about to insult somebody's religion. When it comes to the New Testament, I don't really think that the book of the Revelation is really a... A, a book of the Bible so much as it is an acid trip. Have you ever seen any of it? <laughs> yeah. What we saw between the Street Prophets and the Viking Warrior Raiders experience uh, was really, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do with that. Uh, it just, I mean, I guess it was it supposed to make sense? Was it supposed to not make sense? I think it was supposed to. This is cinematic wrestling at its greatest. I know, I believe man. And I think the person we have to to blame for this, I think, is Matt Hardy. Isn't it all offspring of the delete films and all that shit? Final deletion and all that? It's hard not to say that. Wasn't that the, the whole genesis of all of this bullshit? Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, yeah. If you missed this one, it was, I, I can't even, I have to go look and see if I can recount some of the things that happened. There were turkey legs, there was bowling. Uh, yeah. There was. Those uh, were the big ones, I think. Turkey legs and the bowling ball. And then there were ninjas on motorcycles. With Akira Tozawa. What, what, uh, where did he come from? I'm not sure where he came from, but he had a huge, a very large African American man next to him in a ninja thing, and I. They got I, the hell out of Dodge. It was bizarre because the teams that had been fighting each other, the Street Profits and the Viking Warrior Raiders experience, uh, they then joined forces to take on the ninjas. And I, I don't know what happened. And then they ran away when they saw that guy. And, you know, when I, if I'm going to run away from somebody, what I want to do 
is run and get on top of a semi. That's that's what you want to do. I mean, I feel safe up there. It's so fortunate they stacked those boxes there so they could have yeah, the stairway to the top I'm, of that thing. That was so helpful. And then it was also extremely helpful that the um, the semi was parked right next to a dumpster. Beautiful. So that you could just go right into that. <laughs> Just the With neat thing. garbage bags in there. Oh, it was just the best. It, it, was just, like, it just lined up perfectly. All right, here we go. Street Profit Viking Raiders segment. The announcers are about to introduce the Raw Tag Team title match before they cut to a parking lot where the Street Profits brawled with the Viking Raiders. I thought they were friendly, says the writer of this piece, which may or may not be David Meltzer. Montez Ford chucked Eric on the top of Braun Strowman's car, which was funny, eh? and they all freaked out and ran away. That was kind of fun. I did enjoy that. Now, if we could have just stopped there and had a match. <laughs> but no. If, we, if there would have been a match, they all dropped their weapons. Ford used a reference from the Chappelle show and asked Angelo Dawkins, what did the five fingers say to the face? And they slapped Eric and Ivar, who didn't get the reference. Dawkins and Eric fought off screen. Ivar saw his uh, bowling ball and had a flashback to bowling, which we, the audience, could see. Ivar then bowled uh, the ball into Ford's nuts. <laughs> He was he was helpless to do anything but watch the ball come. That's, that's another thing. <laughs> absolutely helpless. When I'm when I'm not silly, what I like to do is sit on the ground with my legs spread wide open, you know, just bobbing around a little bit, as if you're doing the splits or something. Right, like that. right, right. It, it always helps. And then if you saw a ball that was very heavy coming at you for about twenty feet and not move, would you make any attempt whatsoever to protect your? Not crotch? at all. Not at all. <laughs> Why would you? Why'd you do that? Why would you protect this is why yourself? People make fun of us for watching wrestling. This is what. Ah, uh, yeah, it's stuff like. Wasn't this. that about the point where you go? You know, this is getting impactish. I believe it, what you said. Yes, at that point. It, it was, and it uh, did. Well, Dawkins and Eric fought off screen, bowling the nuts as Ivar checked on Eric. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you hit somebody in the nuts, you got to go check on them immediately. <laughs> No, isn't that what you wanted him to hurt? What are you like? Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was going to do that. I didn't know a large, heavy ball directed straight at your testicles was going to hurt you. That's not what I meant to happen. Oh man, that's just unfortunate. Uh, as Ivar checked on Eric, Dawkins speared him through a glass window. Now that was really fortuitous too, because the the window next to them or the door next to them had a steel bar, like a handle. But the one he was speared through, no 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 handle at all, no metal or steel handle that would have broken his back. Yes. Ivar had another flashback that we, the audience, could see. Each team argued, and Dawkins said this escalated too quickly. Ivar said they should take this outside. Everybody else noted they were already outside. <laughs> they readied for another brawl when seven people on motorcycles appeared. One of them took his, off his helmet to reveal it was Akira Tozawa. He offered a challenge in Japanese. The Raiders and the Prophets huddled up. Dawkins noted they were up against ninjas, so they agreed to fight together. A graphic popped on the screen dubbing them the Viking Prophets. Okay, that's what they were. That's what the combined team was. Viking were. Prophets, yeah. Why do I think Jeremy Borash was heavily involved in this shit? I, I hope not. I, I, guess, I, I thought he had some sense. They teamed up to beat up the ninjas together, which looked about as good as the fight scene in Dolomite is my name. Tazawa then called upon a big, tall, masked friend of his. We do not have an identification for this particular... Uh, WWE superstar and or sports entertainer. We don't know who, who this no. was. We have no idea who this Barely was. Barely really got to see him. For I mean, a moment, I thought they had booked Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but you, I, you I, did say that. I didn't. I, but it, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, Ivar called for a turkey leg the way Thor calls for his hammer. The big guy pulled out a sword. Eric was about to fight him, but the prophets held him back, and they all ran away. They argued again, this time on top of a transport truck. This is where you get good. Mm. Dawkins gave Eric a bulldog off of the truck into a dumpster. Ivar pushed forward into the dumpster, then he dove into it. He actually kind of moonsaulted into it. 
Ivar had another flashback that we, the audience, could see. Referee Jessica Carr appeared and asked them what the heck they were doing. She said Ivar were cute, was bare, Eric wasn't. There was also miniature golf in the, some of the flashbacks, and I felt that part of it may have been, might have been overplayed a little bit. Maybe. A strange noise started, and some sort of a tail, like a Godzilla tail, could be, screen, could be seen. They scrambled to get out of the dumpster. Tom Phillips then announced to us the magic. Oh, it's a tail. I thought it was a snake. I thought it was, too. They scrambled to get out of the dumpster. Tom Phillips then said the match isn't happening tonight. Why? Because they have to go to detox because we're all, we're all stoned out of our minds on acid. Yeah, after that yeah shit? apparently. I don't, I don't even know what to think about that. Cause I did, now, Brian, uh, Brian Alvarez did say he felt like he was watching WCW 2000. Yeah. Okay. Fair which enough. Is not, that's not a compliment. No. By any means, not at any all. stretch of the imagination. That's not a, a good thing because he wrote a whole book about it. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Although parts of it, I we didn't see Rey Mysterio get, get you know, what like uh, darted into a no, side, of the the side of a truck. Uh, <laughs> that would have helped. <laughs> no, that, that that didn't happen. Or Goldberg didn't get tased in this. That's one. right. No, they're showing Chapter Four of the Last Ride with um, the Undertaker, and this is the segment where they all talk about how they try to get him to crack up, including Booker T trying to get him to do an Undertaker Rooney. <laughs> Uh, but Mark would not break, and there's gold dust. He doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, how about that? That is some wild stuff. Wild. Steve Kahn is writing this. <laughs> Angle got him right there. Yeah, Angle did. Kissed him on the lips. That was wrong. He shouldn't have done that. Protect the kayfabe, brother. Um, all right. Kickoff show was Apollo Cruz over Andrade with Zelina Vega and Angel Garza to retain the U.S. championship, 7 minutes, 23 seconds. They're saying now it's Apollo Cruz's year. Um, he can have it. <laughs> twenty twenty, if you want it, it's all <laughs> yours. You know what my year was? It was twenty twenty. Well, fuck no, you. Yeah, well, I don't think too much of you anymore. And Cruz gave Andrade a back body drop. It, was, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't bad. No. I think that I think that describes most of what I saw tonight. It wasn't yeah. bad, but it wasn't necessarily good, including that main event, which just went on entirely too long. God, yeah. Backlash main show. It's a triple threat women's match. SmackDown women's champion Bailey and Sasha defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics to win the tag team championship. Eight minutes and fifty seconds. You still down with the Iconics? They're fine, but I can't. They I can't. They they seem to be struggling to find a way to piece them into anything. Yeah. On these any of these shows. I mean, it's not that hard because they're good on the mic. I don't. I don't know. They get some pretty natural heat and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Seamus defeating uh, Jeff Hardy in one of the more controversial times. I guess we're going to ne- have to change the name of the podcast to Jeff Hardy Threw Piss on Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our spinoff show. That's our spinoff show. <laughs> so the the West Coast version of that, when he throws the urine on to Seamus, doesn't make air. No. Now, they, they censored, of course, the money line on the East Coast. It's better to be pissed off than pissed on, which is what Jeff said right before he throws the urine on Seamus, evoking several minutes of, Hey, get up here! Hey, get up here! <laughs> There's a lot of that. So, uh. Um, a lot of, lot of gagging, yes. Uh, so this, this entire angle has been utterly awful, and I can't think that this is going to improve relations between 21st and World Wrestling Entertainment, um, that for whatever reason, the thing had to be edited out of the, we, the West Coast replay. 
Yeah. That's not good. No. Not so, good. Somebody made that decision. People can play it off. What do you think you can do? You cancel the contract. Like, no, but when you have somebody's paying you a billion dollars or four years, you you try to keep them happy. There is a network relation kind of situation, and that's what Bischoff was kind of supposed to do, and he's not there to smooth things over. Nope. So if they have to go, well, we're going to have to, you need to edit that out of the, of the replay, you know, that's kind of going to the office. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Sheamus defeats Jeff Hardy in 16 minutes and 48 seconds. Hardy teased using the steel steps but thought better of it. Sheamus dropped him over the top turnbuckle, which caused Hardy's leg to slam against the top of the ring post. Yada, yada, yada. This match was going along well for the first few minutes, but it went way too long and got clumsier the longer it went. And as we mentioned, Sheamus has defeated Jeff Hardy, which means Jeff Hardy must drink an entire fifth of vodka on uh, SmackDown. Scott Hall, line two. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to put an AA chip on a pole match. (laughs) It's going to be happening at <laughs> Extreme Rules or whatever the fuck that thing is. That what that is in July? I think Extreme. With, yeah. with the cheesiest, with those, yeah, that damn Whitman <laughs> Comics looking bullshit logo I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was pretty damn Whitman Comics. Oh my god, that was dreadful. I, you know, I can't believe that. Now I'm thinking about it. That Hardy or actually, well, whatever. Sheamus won, and both. Randy and Seamus won. Orton and Seamus won. That's tonight. your that's your that's your complaint about this show. Uh, yeah, I guess overall, mm-hmm. I, I, you would think that one of the two would have won. I don't know. I guess the guy the guy who got the piss thrown on him was the bad guy, but he ends up went. I I can't follow. I, uh, I have no idea. Um, Raw Women's Championship is Oscar against Nia Jax. As far as I know, it's a, it was a double count out, which was kind of bullshit. But you thought it made sense. Eight, eight minutes twenty seven yeah. seconds. I don't think Nia hurt anybody. That's always a good thing. I mean, she can go eight and a half minutes without. Maybe that's what it was. They didn't want to push their luck. They go, yeah, we've gone ten minutes. Let's not let's (laughs) be fine. Take any more chances here. Take it home, big girl. Come on, (laughs) let's do. Take it home. Time to hit home, big girl. It's a two-on-one handicap match with Braun Strowman defeating The Miz and John Morrison. We got to see about two minutes of The Miz and Morrison's wonderful music video. I immediately was looking for the song yeah, you on went Spotify. Straight to Spotify for I it. Mean, I paid big money for Spotify. If you get, I mean, I, I really think this is true. If you gave me the choice that you can only have one, Spotify or Netflix, I'd probably keep Spotify and kick Netflix to the curb. Really? That's true. I love Netflix. I, I love Spotify. I hear you, man. Well, that's the way I am with Amazon Music. I yeah. mean, it's virtually the same. It's great. All right, so I thought it was an interesting match, and then uh, Str- it was okay. Strowman it, was, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll yeah. put it that way. And, and this angle in general, for all the, I mean, it's fairly entertaining. Some of the shit is fairly. It's, it's okay. silly. It's okay, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it. It's 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 really silly. It's um, but I t- I say this, it sticks more to like the wrestling that we know and love, right? Than the sp- street profit. Viking Raider bullshit. This it felt. This almost feels like God. People are going to kill me for this. This feels like maybe a, a little bit of a semi Memphis kind of angle with the shit that they're doing, with just like the crazy kind of shit that they're they're doing in there. Maybe I don't, I don't think it's that bad of an analogy because you know Memphis always had that great stigma about it, it was always so silly and shit like that. Even though they had those monster ratings, they did these great houses and stuff. People, it was wrestling silly it wasn't yeah out of the off the wall when it was time to get brutal it got brutal right you know, it, it did and it was like oh shit these guys are really hitting each other and stuff uh drew mcintyre with bobby lashley <laughs> hmm. uh the the finish made sense when they tumbled like lash when when uh mr 305 mvp tumbles with lana taking the kick there she she really has changed her look incredibly. Looks completely different than she did she a year or two plastic, ago. Man. She oh, I'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> <Is she> plastic? <laughs> she, she, she's all shiny. You know, I mean, Very she's odd. 
doesn't look the same. Go back and look at a picture of her in WWE with Rusev, you know, four or five years ago. <laughs> and then look at her now, man. It's just, well, you say that about Charlotte, too, for that matter. Charlotte's changed a lot. So Drew McIntyre. Uh, Richard does, Steamboat? Yeah, there's Richard Steamboat. Richard R- Dick Blood there talking Dick with Blood. <laughs> Which may have happened to Montez at one point tonight. After. <laughs> Probably. Hey, are you okay? I, I mean, I know I threw a ball. No, Richard Steamboat, you man? What happened? <laughs> what happened there? And Bruce, and Bruce Mitchell, again, was pissing on somebody. He said, uh, like, when Peter Rosenberg said that his, the best wrestling match of all time was Macho against Ricky Steamboat, Bruce was, like, shitting on that. And I'm like... Well, I mean, I don't like Peter Rosenberg, and I rarely stick up for him, but I think that's an acceptable kind of respectable answer. It's hard answer. To, not, uh, to argue that one. It's, it would be on the list. It, it's on the list. It's on, Yeah. I think it's on the list. I, I, honestly, dude, I really don't. I mean, really, do you think you can pick one no, match? I mean, but the, the simple, I can't think lazy most pedestrians, just pick one of those Steamboat Flare matches from 89. Yeah. Which, you know, again, like I said, that's so pedestrian. It's so played, but it may be, it may be true. And if somebody wanted to give me Bret Hart against Steve Austin, I would say maybe that would be, you know, that that would certainly be up there. Um, and you could pick Terry Funk and about half a million others. There's, there's, yeah, like, there's so many, man, just so many. But I, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to say the the macho steamboat thing. Heck no, I wouldn't shit on it. The, with the buildup and everything, I mean, uh, 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 everything that happened there, all the stupid stuff that Rosenberg says, that's like way down on the list of oh, shit. Oh, God, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, you know, him and Sam Roberts. What, what was it? What was Bruce's deal about that? I mean, is it, was I it, think was it he, taken away from Flair and I Steamboat? Yes, I think that's what he's going for. You know, he's just okay. living in the past, that guy. <laughs> Old ass. <laughs> Boomer. Uh, we did the Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Uh, let's see. Now I guess we're ready for the main event. Randy Orton over Edge. They're saying 44 minutes and 45 seconds. That's about right. Seconds. Uh-huh. I remember. Well, I remember. I couldn't remember what part of the match it was, but I thought it had just started at 10.17. I, look, I remember 10.17 because I'm thinking – I thought it might end at 10.30. Right. I, I said, well, this could go another 13 minutes. And they maybe have been going already maybe five minutes or so. So, yeah, I guess that's about right, 44 minutes. Uh, 150. Well, they started the thing off, first of all, with a, a nice – they had the MSG mic stand. Yeah. And a recording of Howard Finkel introducing the two. That was kind of cool. Which I enjoyed. A lot of piped-in noise, a nah, lot of piped-in crowd noise. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of that. Well, particularly when it goes to like a moment where nobody's cheering and it's just droning. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, yeah. It's so that, fake. Yeah, I think you're right. That's really when you pick up that's on, like, that's really fake. Most, I mean, we knew it was fake anyway, but I mean, it's just more, no, more no, noticeable that time. Well, I was telling you, most of the great selling in this match actually came from the audience. The audience yeah. was like, oh, 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 he didn't kick, oh, I didn't think he was going to kick, oh, shit, fuck do you think that, how do you think that match would have done with a you know a normal crowd I, there? I don't think it would have gone 44 minutes. I think they would have probably done half an hour, and I think they probably would have popped the roof off the place. Edge would have gotten yeah. a great reaction. I think everything. I think you know it worked. I'm just it was too much. It was too many false finishes. It was too much. I'm going to use this guy's finisher. I'm going to use this guy's finisher. I'm going to use you know right. It was a little over the top. Um, and I understand Brian Alvarez was reporting that. Um, Edge toward his triceps because we kept kind of looking to see when that happened. And we couldn't figure it out. Never could really pinpoint it. That juice from Randy Orton did look hard way because it was right on the eyebrow. Yeah, there. I think that's, I think so it that was, was hard. Pretty way. good. Um, otherwise, you know, like I said, it was just too much. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't see why did they want to. Did they? 
I don't know. I guess it's because they've gone so long with those two before with the that you know match that they went all over the damn building. And oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you do a third. Uh, they they may feel like they want a third installment of it. Well, apparently this was this match was supposedly set for SummerSlam originally. Oh. Well, if we do extreme rules, then we can start bringing the the ladders in, which is going to be Edge's forte. Yeah, but I just well, but if his if his arms got, fucked up, yeah, yeah I don't I don't think gonna that's going to be ready in four weeks. Beth's not going to let him do that. After the match, Orton got in Edge's face and told him to go home. A stretcher was brought out for Edge, but he brushed them off. Orton looked on, and the show ended. That's what we got. Oh, so he wasn't telling him, you know, I love you. Match like, all that shit. He was I'm sorry, him. I love you. So, no. I won, bitch. <laughs> Why don't you go suck a big one? <laughs> nope, none of that. No. Didn't do any of that, so he, uh, you know, that's what happened. What about this story about AJ Styles and Paul Heyman? I, thought, I found that interesting. Because uh, uh, remember, we were talking, uh, if it was like, a build up of things for Heyman or was it one thing and mm-hmm. or what you know, like I said, a build up of things and then one thing just put it over the top and maybe that was the thing that put it over the top with with AJ, but AJ Styles reportedly became a member of the SmackDown roster due to differences between he and ex Raw executive director Paul Heyman. According to Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter stated that on the F four W rep message board, which is the absolute dregs of the internet. Reddit looks Indeed. like the, Reddit looks like the classiest penthouse at the fucking Ritz compared to what's going on. 4chan looks like a place for just great civil discourse compared to what's going on in that shit. Uh, he stated, Dave Meltzer did, on the message board, that Styles was furious over Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson being released in April. Styles reportedly blamed Heyman for their releases, even though Vince McMahon was the person who made the call. Right. Meltzer noted that Styles probably felt that Heyman could have fought McMahon over the decision. Heyman was removed from his previous role last Thursday per Geary, but he still has a contract with WWE to work as an in-ring performer, which I'm guessing he's going to do for Extreme Rules or for SummerSlam or something. Something. Bruce Pritchard is now overseeing Raw and SmackDown in an effort to streamline the creative uh, writing process for the television According to a statement from WWE to Geary, Styles was surprisingly announced as a member of the Blue Brand on May 22nd after play-by-play announcer Michael Cole said he was traded from Raw to SmackDown for or from Raw for superstars to be named later. This explained his inclusion in SmackDown's Intercontinental Championship tournament despite formerly being a member of the Raw roster. He proceeded to beat Shinsuke Nakamura in the quarterfinals. Ryan Satin, a pro wrestling sheet, provided some context as to why Styles may have left Raw then. Styles was announced as part of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament this month, despite being part of Raw while walking to the ring how, uh, tonight, however, commentary confirmed he was traded for superstars to be named later. This is a change from the initial reason given for the in- inclusion, which was WWE's brand invitation. Styles moving back to SmackDown after WrestleMania had been rumored months back, but this was initially not possible due to family commitments he had on Friday nights. Yeah, Got to go watch the kids play football. I thought it was some dirt racing or something. Some dirt racing. Dirt track racing. Now with the shows being pre-taped for the most part as well, the children's sports not happening, the move became possible. Regardless of what uh, played a factor in in Styles' move, the Phenom is now enjoying a nice run on SmackDown after taking home the Intercontinental title following a classic match on Friday against Daniel Bryan. But they never really went into specifics on... No, but wasn't there some sort of rumor it was about some sort of somebody's lifestyle I, that's or what something? I, that's what I read. I can't remember again. You I'm can imagine an ultra-liberal 
Paul Heyman against a very conservative Alan Jones Styles. There's some sort of clash yeah. over Trump or over the military or over Black Lives Matter or Probably something. Probably a little bit of everything or, you, you know, just mentioned. The coronavirus or something, and then somebody got pissed at somebody, and it was a loser, you know, loser goes yep. home match, and then it was Paul Heyman who had to go home. After he'd been traded to SmackDown. It's very odd. I was listening. By the way, the, the Good Brothers have resumed their podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's, again, very good. They talked to uh, strongman John Anderson. A N D E R S E N, who was a guy, a friend of theirs from Japan, on this week's episode. Oh, it's not the dude from Yes. No, it's not that guy. Oh. And then, who do they talk to? Rapid Delivery Rory Fox, indie legend from the Midwest. They talked to him a, a week or two ago, and that was extremely entertaining as well. And the boys are back on their bullshit with Rocky, so don't worry, it's all there. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to believe as far as this Heyman stuff and all the palace intrigue and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It, it, you just speculate at this point things kind of end up revealing themselves later on right yeah that's that's generally what happens with these things and i don't know if that's going to be the case with this but that's it's pretty much all you got for now and i don't know again i don't know how this i don't know how the sides line up i don't know who the vince kevin dunn camp is and i don't know who the stephanie Paul Camp is, and I don't know who's got the upper hand. Yeah, or you know, the old man's just losing his shit. I I, I go with yeah <laughs> the one the latter there. Always a safe bet. I mean, he's still I mean he's still smarting from all of this XFL stuff, and then I assume that he's trying to turn things toward you know getting Donald Trump uh, reelected. I know his wife's putting out some great tweets. Oh no Lord, stupid shit you. about. Not paying attention at all to what's going on in society or in the world. So I and she's part of the reelection campaign and the effort and everything. So I I I don't know what kind of mania that you know pun intended Vince McMahon is going through right now. It seems like he's going through a rather manic phase. You would think, especially the age he's at, he's just because I mean I know man, dude. The older I get, the less bullshit I want to deal with. You <laughs> right. Know? I'd, I'd love the idea, though, that the employees there thought that when the XFL got cranked back up, that was going to be their chance to, like, have, whew, we can get a breather from the old man. He'll be doing that. He won't be doing this. We should have known better. whoop a doo Yeah. I don't think that was it. I think this current mania that he's going through does go back to that Saudi Arabia show from last year when he left everybody stranded. And it goes through the firing of those executives late last year. And then he's got all the stuff, this Oliver Luck lawsuit that he's going into. The end of the XFL, the stuff that's happening right now uh, with Paul Heyman and all that shit. You know, it's just a real vicious cycle this guy is in right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I guess if it, really if it wasn't for the Fox money and the, the blood money, he he might be shitting some bricks for real right now. You know, he might be thanking his lucky stars for that fucking blood money. Well, and, and, and we don't know what damage he did with the blood money with that whole kerfuffle last year. And we don't know what damage he might have done to the 21st right, money going uh, forward. You know, I'm a little surprised we hadn't heard a little bit more about from somebody at this point. It's weird. You know, what happened out there. Because I thought the FTR thing with, with Cornette was very good. And I don't know if they were over there or not, but I would have figured something remember. would have leaked out. You know who they were putting over big was Jason Jordan on that podcast. Is that right? They said the guy was a monster. They said he was incredible. Well, did they? What, how did his name get brought up? They were just talking about guys in general that are not getting pushed that are really good. Oh, is he even still on the roster? No, he's. Uh, I think he's a trainer. I think he got hurt because they, they showed him in that Jeff Hardy got busted for DWI thing as well. Oh, of the guys. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't paying attention. When he got busted for DWI, it was Jason Jordan was one of the guys who helped 
apprehend oh, him okay. along with the cops. So is he done with wrestling? He just trains now? Is he that I hurt? Think, I think, yeah, it was some okay. sort of injury, and I think he's I done. But they said, yeah, the, they they said that guy was a legit, unbelievable superstar. I believe it, man. I mean, he... he so I'm telling you, he and, and, and Shorty G, they were the shit. Oh. I, I, really, I love the, what are they, Alpha Male? What yeah. are they called? The Alpha. Alpha. Ready, Willing, and Gable. But, yeah. American I, Alpha. American Alpha, that's what they were. And then they've killed, they've killed Chad Gable dead. Dog, he's, he's, <laughs> he's he may as well be Jason Jordan. I mean, <laughs> you know. Done. But the the road to Jason Jordan hell was being, you know, hurt, was being Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. Into the road, right? That was that was the heck. Bye, <laughs> bye. You're dead now. See now, I, this is funny. They're backstage. They're in now. They're they're identifying this gentleman on the right of the Undertaker, and that would be Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. Right. When they pan back out, I want you to see who's going to be on the Undertaker's I I, Undertaker's right. Did you I, see who it was? I believe it was Lance Armstrong. There's Lance Armstrong from Austin, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, and he's just not. He doesn't get an idea. Doesn't get an identifier. No. He, they show him. And people go, I think I know that guy. And I did see the ESPN thing with him you on You did watch it? it I huh? did watch it, and it does not necessarily rehabilitate his image. There were a couple of things that were allusions to his, because of the work he did with the Livestrong organization, there was one woman that said that, yes, I was able to get diagnosed quicker and beat my cancer because of his efforts with Livestrong. And that to really was the... Um, Kind of the long and short of trying to rehabilitate him in any way. Hmm. Okay, else. well, I mean that's that's good. I guess You'd be happy to know he carries on complete personal vendettas with former teammates and also Greg LeMond <laughs> for no particular reason at all, with very little reflection. I'm sorry, did we, did, did we cross over to the Cornet podcast? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't know if it's, I, I don't know who has a bigger shit list, Armstrong or, or Jim Cornet. <laughs> well, I just saw like you know the preview for it, and I, I, I just. Remember a couple of snarky remarks he made during that. Jimmy's been on his best behavior the past couple of weeks. I, mean, he, no, I was talking about the, oh, the, the Armstrong Ar- thing. Armstrong, but yeah, but I haven't listened to Jimmy either. Jimmy's been on his best behavior. Like I said, he was he was you know just happy as a pig and shit talking to the F- to FTR and FTR put yeah. him over in a big way. Yeah, good. And they share exactly the same philosophy that he does. Uh, they said you know wrestling has has saved our lives. It's given us everything. So we will always treat. The people who came before us with a great deal of respect, That's and right. we always treat the business with a great deal of respect. And I mean, you're basically the words could have come out of Jimmy's mouth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they were made for each other. I still think it would have been nice to have him manage them at some point, but guess not. That's it's just uh, the wildest fucking thing. But yeah, he's been on his best behavior. Uh, Pritchard does the um, ECW one night stand thing from 2005, and redoes. <laughs> they go over the blue mini getting pummeled by uh, Bradshaw. Oh my God. And so dipshit backstage. <laughs> Let me be more specific. <laughs> yeah, please. Johnny Ace backstage. Oh, yeah. That dipshit. <laughs> hey, who told you to get juice? And Mini goes, nobody. I didn't get juice. He opened me up. He fucking potatoed me until I was bleeding. That's what happens when you hit somebody a lot, dipshit, is you bleed. Einstein. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. So for all of that, of course, Johnny Ace deserves to be, like, totally married to the hottest grandma in America, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, Johnny Ace. Uh. So I thought that was very funny, but they talk a lot about ECW. Conrad's a huge ECW mark, and Bruce barely still to this day knows anything about ECW at all. 
So it worked out really, really well. <laughs> what about the other Bruce? I, I, don't, I can't. Did, is he a BCW fan at all? Uh, Mitchell? Mitchell. He went up there. He went up to see that. And he's part okay. of their documentary, that Barbed Wire City documentary. That okay. Every, that everybody should check out. And um, when he went up to Philadelphia, oh, you, you've heard him say Maybe that. Yeah, I have. You heard him say the first words on the very first ECW pay-per-view were, fuck Bruce Mitchell. Because, oh, yes. Because yes, he, yes. He tried to play. That the, was on that ride to Concord. Playing the part yes, of right. Mark Madden yes. is Bruce Mitchell. So we go back and we watch it, and those they've cut it out of the network. Really? They cut it out. It doesn't say "fuck Bruce Mitchell." It's not the first words ever said on the first ECW pay per view, according to World Wrestling Entertainment history. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. who's right here? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> and maybe it's on the internet somewhere. So yes, he tried to mark Madden ECW and get them off pay per view. You remember I told you those those wild rules they had for them, even in 1996 and 1997. Mm-hmm. Got to be on at nine o'clock. We will not right. put your pay per view on right. anymore. A Sunday night. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. That's all you get. <laughs> Which seems like so ridiculous by today's standards, yes, right? Yeah, it's like, really? Yeah. Nine o'clock. And like, the same people that are doing that had porn that you could buy on demand 24-7. No like, shit. Entire blocks of porn. If you guys remember this back in, direct, in the DirecTV and the in-demand days, it'd be like, okay, you can buy this one movie for 12 bucks, or for 20 bucks, you can get an eight-hour block of just, <laughs> like, all the asses you want. <laughs> Here's my 20. <laughs> <laughs> but you fuckers, you're going on at 9 o'clock That's right. on Sunday night. 9 o'clock. Because <laughs> we don't want families getting involved with fake fighting. And we still can't say pissed on on TV. It's weird. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. <laughs> so Mitchell says when he goes up there to that, that shitty-ass bingo hall or whatever it was, that the fans there like applauded him for him for being from Greensboro. They like fell to his his feet and they they kneeled. That was the first time anybody kneeled. Oh really? Yeah, he invented, They weren't protesting. They, they, were, they, were, they were protesting dusty shitty booking from eighty seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were protesting. <laughs> Let me tell you, motherfucker, something. Y'all can bleed all over everything, but you ain't never going to be the American dream that they won't. Oh, my God. That's funny. I took a need to protest. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think we'll just leave it there. Uh, any, any closing Any closing thoughts? Um, no. I'm good. Oh, thank you guys for uh, enduring this. Uh, much <laughs> as you endured, this actual this entire podcast is less than the Edge versus Randy Orton match. Unbelievable. And you're all welcome. We only had about six false finishes. <laughs> Brian is on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Sports. I'm on Twitter at Britt Whitmire. I'm on Instagram, BW4Reels, BDUB number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And the show can be followed proper on Instagram, or rather on Twitter, I should say, at Alive. At Katie Vick Alive, and if you want to support what we do, you can shop at our Amazon store, which is katievick.com. That is katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. There's that'll do it for this week. See you next week, and until then, so long for now.